Welcome to the Empower 21 Leadership Podcast. My name is Caleb Worley. I'm the Executive Director of Empower 21. And today we have a special guest, Bryce Manderfield, with us. It's going to be an amazing time. I want to encourage you as you're listening or watching this, take out a pen and pad. You may get some uh, keys that will help you in your life and ministry. Bryce, thanks for being here with us today. It's an honor, Caleb. This is amazing. Man, you know, I have heard about you for years. We met quite a few years ago, and now uh, to have you here with us. Uh, for those that are listening, they may not realize all the things that you're a part of. Uh, now, you are the founder and president of Youth Solutions, which works uh, primarily Central and South America, all the Latin American uh, countries, as well as many countries globally. Uh, you've traveled over 45 countries around the world. Uh, I know you have a network, 26,000 churches that are part of your events. And why don't you share a little bit about what is Youth Solutions uh, and how is that impacting uh, the Latin American cult culture? Absolutely. So uh, we started uh, Youth Solutions about uh, 12 years ago and um, just a handful of guys and just with a passion to see the most beautiful institution and most powerful institution on the earth, which is the local church, how to see the local church flourish in Latin America. And I think our passion really stemmed from uh, we saw our churches. So I'm sure you've seen already both here in Bogota and um, really around Latin America, our churches have grown large, but they've grown old, uh, I think was one thing. Uh, another thing that really stirred us was that our churches have maybe grown numerically, but as a church at large, uh, we've really decreased in influence in our cities. So we were seeing a few different kind of points and we're like, let's get together. So our whole core mission is we want to see a revival and a transition in the church mm. of this generation. And so, I mean, you just look at globally, right? So you look at like Europe and how it was so Christian at one point and South Korea and Turkey and states, you know, and to see how, you know, the famous quote that, you know, in every nation, you know, the gospel is just one generation away from being extinct. Wow. And how is Europe today, you know, against such a secular continent in South Korea, you know, they say it got up to like 65% Christian. And again, you know, it's just such a secular nation. And so when there's not a passing of the baton to the next generation, and if as churches, we're not, we just don't have the ne next generation as a philosophy, but as a priority, mm. uh, I believe there is just this powerful generational, you know, that's where Psalm 148 happens, where it really is the passing on of the gospel and the baton to the next generation. So that's our passion. That's a little bit about what we wow, do. Wow, that's amazing. And now you're connected with us at Empowered 21, helping us a lot with our next generation uh, network. We have a lot of great global leaders that are a part of that. And uh, you're now a part of that, helping us. Uh, we're actually filming and doing this podcast live from Bogota, Colombia. And uh, Colombia is close to your heart. Tell us a little bit about your history. Uh, why is Colombia so important right. to you? And how did you end up uh, in ministry in this context and country? Right, right. So I was born in Iowa, got out of there as quick as I could. Uh, and, uh, and I was raised actually here in Colombia. So for 20 years of my life, you know, mom and dad came down here and planted a church. So I'm MK, PK, any kind of K there ever was and uh, really grew up here. And so this is this is home. This is this is where our hearts at. And and uh, even just growing up here and seeing, you know, in the 80s, you know, with the drug cartel and Pablo Escobar and everything that was going on to see now after 20 years of seeing the church rise to, yeah. to really see a different nation. You know, when people ask, is it possible for nations to be transformed? Our answer is yes. Yes. Because we were a drug capital of the world, kidnapped capital of the world, you know, one of the most violent cities of the world. And it's amazing when the church really rises up to take a stand to see transformation, not only horizontally, 
to take people to heaven, but really impact you know, not only vertically, but also horizontally to, to see a transformation, to see all the spheres filled with the glory of God. Uh, and so uh, that's been our story. We, it's been an amazing journey. It's Columbia's kind of a success story. You know, it really is a kingdom success story. And we still got a lot of people to get saved. But um, it's definitely a city and, and a nation that's so close to our heart. And on top of that, how are you not going to love the coffee? And uh, the <laughs> it's fantastic, a great place. Yeah, man, that's awesome. Uh, so for those that are listening, we have a lot of leaders who are listening to this podcast, ministry leaders, uh, lay leaders, you know, business leaders. What have been some things as a leader that uh, maybe been some nuggets or things that you've packed in your tool belt over the last number of years that help sustain you in life and in ministry? Speak to that for a moment just as a leader. Come on, I love it. Uh, well, I would say, you know, one of, one of the verses specifically in this season that's really been on my heart is Isaiah 43. And I'm trying to make this more and more of, of a life philosophy. And, um, you know, it's that chapter where it's like forget you know, but remember, mm. forget, remember, there's like this tension, you know, between that. And I think for my life, like like a guitar, right? For the right tone, there has to be a certain amount of tension. And and I just feel, you know, spiritually for my life, I've always, you know, wanted to be someone who honors, honors the past, but is, you know, ferociously disloyal to the future. And that tension between honoring what God has done. So I just feel with that chapter has been so key. Uh, for us, for my family, for our movement, in that I just feel God reminding us, you know, remember what I did, but forget how I did it. Mm. And I just feel like we, we've just been sensing, like we've been remembering what God has done, what God's trying to show us is what he's about to do. And there has to be kind of this dynamic. So I would say uh, for me personally, you know, I think living a life of honor, you know, as a millennial, which I, I I don't know if it's true or not. I, I still try to believe in my mind that I'm kind of part of the millennial, gener millennial generation. I'd say that, you know, there's so many uh, uh, ways that they want to try to define us, right? So this is the most entrepreneur generation and mm -hmm. this is the most forward thinking and, but it's the most, I'm going to do it my way. Sure. You know, individualistic. So individualistic. Sure, I don't need you. I don't, I need, don't the, need you. I don't need the past. Right. And so I, I think for us, a lot of church leaders say, this generation is lost. You know, we, you know, they don't want Jesus. And I would, I would really strongly suggest that I, I believe it's not that they don't want Jesus. They just don't want the Jesus in the box that we've put it. And so I think this tension, this generational tension is something that, um, you know, that we, we encourage pastors and leaders all the time. And so if there are millennial pastors out there, I would say that the part of honoring the past has been such a huge value for me. The idea of change and transition, it's mm. been such a big value. If you're not willing to change in this day and age, you're not, you're not ready to lead, you know, in this whole concept. And so we, and it's not that I always like to say, you know, it's not that pastors don't like to you know, doesn't, don't like change. I think we all like change. We all like to change clothes. We all like to be up to date. I think it's more a matter of fact, when, when churches don't transition to really start reaching the next generation, lots of times it's because we overvalue what we have and undervalue what we could have, mm. right? And so I, I think when there's stories of churches that have transitioned to really reaching, you know, the difference between tradition and truth, you know, what's, what's, what's really truth and what are traditions that not, aren't really sacred as, as we think they are. Mm. And when we do that to show pastors, wow, this is what we could be doing. This is what you could yeah. have, you know, let's let go and let's let God and let's see what he can do in a generation. Wow, that is so good. The principle of honor, 
uh, the principle of understanding change is important, it's necessary. And so there might be some of these you know, pastors and leaders listening to us. And I would just encourage you, uh, if you are listening to us or watching this, uh, take, take heart what you're hearing right now, that, you know, God is into change. He's into transition. He's into increase and growth. And so whatever you may be going through, whatever you might be uh, dealing with, understand that God has an answer. He has a solution. You know, the Holy Spirit is the best teacher. And with us at Empower 21, it's a relational network. Uh, you know, we have relationships all over the globe. We're grateful you're one of those relationships. And through the network that God's allowed you to be a part of, it's now uh, coming together with Empower 21 and we're linking up together to reach this generation, to, to not settle for what we already have, but to go after what could be, what God has called us to go after. And I know for you as a leader, you've probably gone through some adversity. And so maybe speak to that for a moment. How have you dealt with adversity as a leader? Oh my gosh. Well, I, I would say, you know, you know, the famous quote is, whenever I'm going through something, it's always to remember that the greater the battle, the greater the victory. And for me, it's been, you know, um, so key in, in my life when I'm under attack to realize that the greater attack is the greater calling that God has placed on my life. And I've, I've felt it, you know, and, and I would add this, whenever I'm at the brink of some of the great, it's always at the brink, right, of, of your greatest days or, or the greatest miracles. It's always the greatest tension. So whenever I feel in my life like I'm about, you know, I'm, my, my marriage is going through stuff and family and my financial world and it's all, it's all kind of accumulating. That for me is a sign, prophetic sign that, you know, we're about to enter into something and, and the enemy's not happy about it. And, you know, I, you know, what I, what I, what I always try to do is, you know, you know, number one is always just, you know, my time with the Lord. You know, and I was just, I was remembering the passage when you mentioned that, you know, of Samuel when he's wrestling, you know, and he's like hearing the voice and he's like, he's, he's running over to his mentor and, you know, that whole dynamic of trying to hear the voice of God. And I, I find myself like, that's not the unsaved generation. That's like me, right? I'm like in that story of, you know, how distracted am I? What am I going to instead of going back to worship, going back to that place? And I think it's not that God's not speaking in times of trials, but rather it's probably maybe that I'm not listening or that I'm not understanding. Mm. And so I, I, I try to personally, you know, step away some, try to hear the voice of the Lord. What is he doing? You know, he never promised us a, a problem-free life, right? But he promised us to be with us in every season. And I think that's been key for me. And, and obviously surrounding myself with people that aren't going to, judge me you know and people that i can be real with and vulnerable yeah. with and this this is this is my trashy life right now you know and i need some help and i need some people to lift me up and you know and i just add one one more thing with this you know that passage of you know with like moses and how joshua and Ur they came up and as long as moses's arms were lifted up you know the, the victory was theirs and you know everybody wants to be Moses, right? Everybody wants to be that person. And I remember when I started out in ministry, the Lord told me, Bryce, you're not Moses. You're not the great liberator. You're not the great person. I'm calling you to be like Joshua and mm, like her. Yeah. And I'm calling you to raise the, the arms of, of pastors who are, who are going through trials or going through things. And, and so I, I think that idea of, of having a good base of the Joshua and hers around our life, yeah. that even can lift me up, you know, sure. has been such a key element. That's so good. And you know, you know, if you read the story, it's okay to be Joshua because he entered into the promised land. Right. Moses only saw it from a distance. Right. So you need, you need all parts of the generations working That's together. Right. And so, you know, maybe today as we're talking, you know, there are people listening 
they're going through adversity, they're going through challenges. We don't know what those are. But would you just speak to that? Would you pray over those that are watching, those that are listening to this podcast? Just pray for them and their situation. Let's just speak hope into them today. Absolutely. So we just, we want to, we want to pray. And, you know, I just want to declare just as in Acts chapter 16, I don't know what opposition, what thing is you feel that has enslaved you, has incarcerated you, what weights on your shoulder. Uh, we want to declare that the only weight that you should be carrying is the weight of the ark, the glory, the presence of Jesus, and that every burden, you know, the gospel says that, his, that it's, it's light. It really is. Yeah. It's, it's light. It's easy to carry his yoke. And so I just want to pray right now. And so wherever you're at, just close your eyes, and we want to pray a blessing. Father, we just thank you for every person that's watching us right now. We declare in the name of Jesus that the forces of hell Father, are scattered, that the plans of the enemy are canceled. And we declare, Father, for those who are just wrestling and maybe in this tension, we just declare that peace that surpasses all understanding, Father, that you might establish heaven's peace, Father, that you might create atmospheres of worship, that wherever they're watching us from today, that your presence might invade, that your angels might invade, Father, that you truly might scatter the darkness and that you might establish the light of your presence and your glory. We declare this today in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Bryce, thanks for joining us today Thank you, on the E21 Leadership Podcast. And for those of you who are listening and watching, I want to encourage you to get more information on Empower21 at Empower21.com or on social media at Empower21. God bless you.